This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Josh, and today's game will be a 1v1v1 game pitting Benchwarmers Marcus and Eric Walling, uh, and returning guest from the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, Kells. Welcome back to the bench, Kells. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, why don't you take a minute and remind us about uh, yourself, and yeah, anything else you want to share? I'm Kells. Let's see, I'm a Sagittarius. Um, <laughs> nah, man, um, uh, as as Josh said, I'm from Brain Ladle. Happy to be here. I haven't taken a W yet. That's been bothering me. So before we before we started recording, I was in the parking lot doing sprints and some squat thrusts and a couple couple curls. So I'm either ready or extremely tired. We'll find out. Well, uh, I wish you well. You know, these one v one v ones are always kind of interesting, and uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out in the end. Marcus, how you doing? Not bad. the The heat wave up here is over. Last time I think I was on, it was 109 degrees, which broke a record here in Washington, and it was absolutely miserable. So we're over, we're over that. Um, and I just got back from San Diego, took in a Padres game. They have a really nice stadium. Uh, don't remember leaving, but that's not important. I made it home. I got on the flight. We're good. <laughs> so no, th- I was a part of the first or the last one v one v one we had. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun. As was I. Walling, didn't you host that one? I did. I was on the other side of this. I was on your side of this. Yes. Uh, I, I much prefer being on this side. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Walling, how are you? Well, I broke a personal streak of 34 years of not being stung by a bee yesterday. But <laughs> on the flip side, I also learned that I'm not allergic to bee stings. So there's a plus. So, yeah, you know, we got to look on the bright side of things. But I was mowing the yard and was like, ah, wait a minute. And, you know, walked around and then waited like for a second. Like, is everything about to swell up? Am I about to fall over in the front yard? And uh, after a few minutes of hopping around on one foot, I was okay. And continued mowing like a good dad before a thunderstorm. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get it done before the thunderstorm? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The thunderstorm was like overnight last night. So we're good. You got out. You got it. That's that's when you see everybody in the neighborhood is the day before a thunderstorm. You come home and you're like, oh, it must be about to rain. Ninety percent of the neighborhood is mowing. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome everybody, and well, let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. It's time for the tailgate consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. Question one. Shohei Otani recently made Major League Baseball All-Star history. What was he the first to do? 
check in. I can check in. <laughs> hey, I, I haven't paid attention to baseball in like four years. Kels, you can kind of sort of talk it out to yourself if you want. Um, oh, can I? Yeah, they, the they, the other two have checked in. Ah, uh, and he said he made he made history. Yes, for the All Star game that has not happened yet. So it's something about mm. leading up that he's made Major League Baseball All Star history. All right, I'll. I'll... I'll check. Okay, what's your answer, Kels? First to get a billion votes. Uh, Yao Ming. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he might be. What's uh? Well, I think Walling was second to check in. So, uh, Walling, what uh, what do you have for an answer? Uh, yeah, I think he was the first to be elected as a pitcher and a position player, or a DH, I guess, in this case. And Marcus. Yep, first to be selected as a pitcher and as a hitter. Two people be receiving points. The correct answer is uh, he's the first to be named a, quote, a double all-star as a position player slash DH and pitcher. That's awesome. Good for him. <laughs> really proud of him. So Otani is leading the majors in home runs with 33 as of yesterday, and he is 4-1 and one with a 3.49 ERA and 13 starts. Uh, in comparison... The Minnesota Twins only have one starting pitcher who only pitches with more wins and a lower ERA, and that's Jose Barrios. And he just hit the, he became the sixth person to hit an upper deck shot in Safeco Field last night. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Go watch it. It doesn't make sense. They don't even get track it on the camera. It, it went out of the frame. It went out of the frame because all of a sudden you're like they're they're like trying to see it and then the ball all of a sudden comes down from the upper deck where he hit it. He hit it in like a stairwell up there. Let's move on to question two. Simone Biles has four elements named after her in three of the four disciplines. Which discipline does not have an element named after her? I'm gonna check in. Okay, Walling is checked in. I'll check in. Kells is also checked in, so Marcus, you can uh, kind of talk it out here. Uh, yeah, the four elements, totally. Um, Earth, fire, wind, and yeah, water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't forget heart, though. That's the fifth. Yes, that's the fifth element. Yeah, that's what that movie was about. That's it what that just... whole movie was about. <laughs> Captain Planet. <The> f- <laughs> I mean, just letting you know, you're actually looking for the discipline, not the elements. Discipline, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> um... I have no idea. I know I know that that's a thing is that Simone Biles, every time she does something, uh, it's basically like, oh, that's never been done before. So we'll just call it that because nobody because she's I think I referred to her on a previous episode as Nightcrawler. She's the closest thing to Nightcrawler. So uh, I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, am I disciplined? Am I just naming an event? I don't know. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I'm punting on this one. I I don't I don't even know what to say. Okay, Marcus does not have an answer. We'll move on to Kells. I said the uneven bars. Okay, and Walling. Yeah, I was almost 100 percent sure on the vault, and like she's ridiculous at the floor exercise. So I had it narrowed down to two, and thought she probably has something on the uh, the beam. So I said uneven bars as well. Once again, two players will be receiving points. The correct answer is the uneven bars. She has two floor elements, the Biles and the Biles 2, named after her. One balance beam element and one vault element. Moving on to question three. 
Joey Chestnut broke his own world record at the 2021 Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest by eating how many hot dogs in 10 minutes? Check in. Marcus has checked in. I feel like I saw this highlight and was immediately disgusted. So I don't. <laughs> um, I'll check in with the with the guess. Okay, Kels has checked in. So Walling, you can kind of talk it out here. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I think I saw a stat of Facebook meme. I have zero idea how much this is. This is true, but something about the calories times the number that he had meant he ate seventeen hundred and seventy six calories worth of or something ridiculous like that. Anyway, or carbs or something. So it was the most American thing that he could possibly do. But I believe the number was 74. Okay, and Kells, what do you have for an answer? I said 78. And Marcus. You guys are both very close. But I watched this as I was (laughs) on my buddy's couch (laughs) on the 4th of July. Uh, He had his previous record was 75, and he beat it by one. I watched every disgusting single one of them. 76. (laughs) <laughs> uh marcus is correct he'll be getting the points you guys were each two off in the wrong directions the correct answer is in fact 76 with his uh win on the fourth of july this is his 14th win which makes him the person with the most championship titles in a single event rafael nadal is second with 13 french open titles so Walling, to let you know, he consumed 22,800 calories, or roughly the number of calories that an average adult should consume in 11 days, in 10 minutes. Why do they allow this? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, after the tailgate, uh, we have the following scores. Uh, Kells has 10, but he's only 10 behind both Marcus and Walling at 20. So, you know, anything's possible. Kevin Garnett taught me that. Man, loudly. Very loud. <laughs> Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. So we'll move on to today's first quarter, which will be Sporting Haikus. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be five questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 20 points. Today's sporting haikus will be a primer for the upcoming Summer Olympics. No. Question one. The game of rugby. A try scores how many points? Only need one hand. I'm going to check in. Okay, Marcus has checked in. Kells has checked in. So, Walling, you can kind of work it out here. Sorry to my friends across the pond that i didn't know this off the a goal in in aussie football is six but that's not what we're talking about i i'm torn between four and five here and i think the answer is four so i'm gonna check in with four okay and kels what do you have i went with the super obvious which is probably wrong i said five and marcus 
I too did a coin flip and I did not want to talk about this. So I just, I, it was between four and five for me. And I also checked in with four. One person is getting points. The correct answer is five. So exactly one hand. Ah. It sounded too obvious, man. I was like, this is wrong. What, what else you got? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to question two. Target archery. How many rings on target? Bullseye is no ring. This is worse. <laughs> this, is much, this is much worse. I keep seeing the store logo, and that's not accurate at all. Uh, I'll check. Yeah, I'm going to check in, too. Kells and Walling have checked in. Marcus, what you thinking? Well... So bullseye's, bullseye doesn't count. So my gut says three or four. I I can't imagine it's like some something super elaborate. I mean, if you're making it to the Olympics, I got to imagine most people are hitting bullseyes. Oh, gosh. I'll just say I'll check in with four. Okay. And walling. What do you got? Yeah. Th- I think there's... Black, then blue, then red, then yellow. So I checked in with four. And Kells. I said six. Moving on. No (laughs) points will be awarded. Uh, Kells is the closest. So there are five different colors. But within each color, there are two rings. So there are ten rings and the bullseye. That I will say that archery is is fun because they just show them let go. And then they show the the arrow hit the target. But if you watch like the full length of it, it's just like the wobbly javelin from uh, Revenge of the Nerds all the way down. And <laughs> whack. It's amazing that they can keep that thing in. Okay, let's move on to question three, shall we? Uh, this one I had to get a little creative uh, with language. <laughs> so, yeah, this is for you, Walling. Question three. Artsy gymnastics, men's only apparati. Name all four of them. Is this the first instance of the word apparati being used on the Benchwarmers trivia? Podcast? I am certain this is the first time. I like it though. Y'all should use it more. It's a mouse <laughs> episode. <laughs> Marcus is not enjoying this game so far. Uh, I got, I got. See, this is where it was initially. I thought we had teams to throw things back and forth to. I would love a team right now. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to check in. All right. Kells has checked in. At a PlayStation 2 game. <laughs> no fair. <laughs> yeah, it was like the world championships or something. This is like, this is like the first time a video game, like I can't attach a video game to help me. And it's been go and it's gone against me. I don't like that. Maurice Green was on the cover, so like it's it's way back there. I'm just gonna check in. All right, Marcus, you can kind of talk it out, or you can just or you can just give up right away if you want. Right. Um. I'm gonna say the rings are one. I'm gonna say, uh, I don't know. There's uneven bars. Maybe <laughs> maybe they're they're parallel bars. <laughs> and then let's say, um the old school mascot competition, whatever that was, uh, <laughs> jumping through a ring of fire with your mascot uniform on. And then we're going to go with, uh, interpretive dance. And that's what I'm checking in with. 
All right. Uh, I don't think we need to repeat those. Don't repeat them. We'll, we'll, we'll move on to walling. I said uh, ring, uh, ball, a uh, staff of some sort, and then <laughs> I ran out of ideas, and so I went into the karate realm and said <laughs> swords. That'd be really interesting, but... Uh... Well, if it's not, then I've submitted my new idea for Olympics. And Kells. Uh, I got the parallel bars, the horizontal bar, the pommel horse, and the rings. Those, in fact, are the four. The pommel horse, the still rings, which I'll give rings, the parallel bars, and the horizontal, also known as the high bar. Oh my god, I am an idiot. I was thinking rhythmic gymnastics the whole time. And- <laughs> no, 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 no. Artsy, not not rhythmic. I, I'm so mad. How did could I forget Kurt Thomas and that pommel horse? <laughs> I, was, I, I started, I had all those, and I'm like, okay, that's not what he's looking for. I don't know if the men compete in rhythmic gymnastics, do they? I don't either. That's why I, I was really so. confused by that question. <laughs> Will Ferrell did that one time. In yeah, that was cool. <laughs> uh, and then they obviously also compete in the vault and the floor exercise, as do the women. Right. So question four olympic diving height of platform in meters um thanks but no thanks oh in meters i'm gonna check in okay marcus has checked in i don't i'm gonna check in just to stop, stop the pain all right kels has checked in so walling what what's working in that brain of yours the number that pops into my head is smaller than I think it should be, but I also remember, so there was a, a pool that had an Olympic diving platforms at our, like, and I think everybody's pool might have had the same urban legend of, like, one kid jumped off the high one when another kid jumped off the low one, and he landed on it, and that's why they closed the big one. I went up there one time and was scared out of my mind, and was like, okay, I'm going back down. <laughs> but I think, I think it's 10 meters. That's the height of the top platform. So I'm checking in with 10 meters. Okay. And Kels, what do you got? It's at eight meters. Okay. And Marcus. I have a story of being shoved off of one of these, so I know that it's 10 meters. Shoved <laughs> <laughs> off? Shoved off. Ooh. I tried to be that kid that went back down and there was like a line. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not fun. Well, the bench warmers are redeeming themselves. The correct answer is 10 meters. Um, for all of us in the U.S., that is 32.8 feet. That's like jumping off a three-story building head first. I think, uh, I think the pool, my local pool when I was growing up, had the, th- the three-meter and a five-meter. I think the five was the, the high one for me. So, And that I would go off that one. But if you would have doubled that height... So, so to clarify, I didn't get shoved like dead pan. They were like, "No, you're going." There's too many people on this ladder. Like, you have to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, they made yeah. me and gave me a little like to make because like that's the fear is that you jump and you're not and you're gonna hit one of the lower ones. So they like gave me an extra push. <laughs> so it wasn't a shove so much. It wasn't. Yeah, I didn't strong like suggestion. I didn't. It wasn't like I ragdolled <laughs> and I was like flying and flipping all through the air. It was like yeah. A, At first, I was thinking you just had some really terrible friends. But, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, that's cold. Man. They grabbed you by your arm and leg and <laughs> launched you <laughs> off of the. They 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 Leonidas <laughs> straight up kicked three hundred <laughs> style. This is the pool. Bam. 
All right. Good news. There's only one more question. Question five. Non-running events in the women's heptathlon. Name the four events. Well, you have no confusion about this one, right? There's no... No, this is significantly more straightforward. <laughs> okay. Is this rhythmic heptathlon? <laughs> no, this is, this is artsy. Artsy heptathlon. Okay. Rhythmic heptathlon. <laughs> I'm imagining all these events done rhythmically. Just prancing out there. Yeah. 100 meter dash with a ribbon. I'm going to check in. I'll ch- I'll check in. So, Kels, you can kind of talk it out. So, the long and high jump, I'm almost, I'd be surprised if they weren't two of them four. Now, the other four in consideration are the shot, the disc, the javelin, and the pole ball. I'm going to say long jump, high jump, shot, and discus. Okay. And Marcus, what do you got? I, too, was struggling with the last one. Long jump, high jump, for sure. And I think shot put for sure. And I'm trying to decide, or I was trying to decide between discus and javelin, but I went with javelin. And walling. Yeah, same. <laughs> same thought process was like the jumps for sure. And then I went with uh, shot and javelin. Two players will be getting points. The correct answers are the high jump, the shot put, the long jump, and the javelin throw. I can... I can almost see Jackie Joyner Kersey with a with a javelin in her hand. I don't know why I didn't go with javelin. She still holds the world record that she set in at the 1988 Olympics. It's insane. Uh, the three running events are the 100 meter hurdles, the 200 meters, and the 800 meters. Oh, the 800 is the worst. Trash. Oh, Trash. It's so it's the worst. All right. So after the first quarter. Uh, when that uh, all finaled out, you all scored 40 points. So the score differences are the same. <laughs> Kells has 50. Marcus and Walling have 60. Okay, well, let's move on to today's second quarter, which will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Question one. What former Olympic track and field athlete best known for his world record in the long jump at the Mexico City Olympics in 1968 is currently the head coach for his second NBA team. Just, just so we all know, just a little fun trivia about me. To my left, there is a poster from the 1968. <laughs> <Mexico City. laughs> exactly, exactly. It's right there. And it's not from that event. i know know. that was the first those are the first things that pop into my head and i'm like oh no yeah ah man i straight up second nba i'm gonna check in hey marcus has checked in um i have not the slightest idea i'm gonna write down a name that has flow (laughs) 
and I am to check in as well. Okay, Kells is checked in. So Walling, let us know what you're thinking. Ugh. I'm trying to go back to front, unlike Marcus tells me to do. Uh, I think we all had to do that. I did not figure that this would be one that you had to go that direction, so I'm a little surprised. Ah, man. Unless somebody in this picture to my left (laughs) won the long jump, and I'm just not clicking on it. I mean, a little bit of a spoiler alert. Kells, I think you should be primed for some hopeful goodness in a couple of questions. Hopefully. Okay. All right. Because I think I know what poster you have over there. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully. hopefully. I mean, that's a question. I know everybody in that picture. Then, then so. you're good. Then you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm struggling with the I have a name that's stuck in my head for, and I, I don't know if that's the if it's the right one for the track guy. Um, and then I'm trying to make that work with um, with an NBA coach. Um, and coming up, blank. Um, so since I can't think of it, and and I won't keep you guys here anymore, I'm gonna go with Bob B. Mon- Montrez Harrell, even though he's not a coach. Okay, and moving on to uh, Kells. Okay, Um, his first name is going to be completely made up. It was just so I can get to Frank Vogel. So I said Lawrence Frank Vogel. Okay, and Marcus. Uh, Wasn't Lawrence Frank the coach of the Nets for a little bit? Probably, yes. Yeah, you're uh, right. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't think of it either because I think you said I know the name. Everybody in that poster, yeah, agreed. Um, but I couldn't think of it, and I s- decided to check in with Magic Mike Budenholzer. <laughs> well, nobody's getting points, but Eric, you were so close oh, because it is Bob Beeman. Damn it! And this coach. Not only is the current coach for the team, he is still currently coaching. The correct answer is Bob Bimonte Williams. Oh, nice. Dang it. So Bob's world record stood for 23 years until it was broken in 1991 by Mike Powell. And uh, Williams was the 24th pick in the 1994 NBA draft by the New York Knicks. I'm glad I'm glad that name stuck in my head for a reason though. I'll keep that for later. <laughs> okay, question two. What journeyman quarterback who played for seven teams in 14 seasons from 1992 to 2005 is also a two-time NHL All-Star and the current captain of the Winnipeg Jets? I have not. Yeah, I'm not going to get this. <laughs> That's, I, see, once again, <laughs> hey, yeah. If you guys choose to work together, I can't stop you from that. So I will let you, if you want to work together and all get some points, if you can get there, I'm fine with that. (laughs) I will say you all have heard of this quarterback. I guarantee it. It's not an obscure quarterback. Now, I can't guarantee you've heard of the hockey player because it's hockey. 
Oh yeah, I, I get. I guarantee you. I have. I'm pretty sure. I'm, so I'm pretty sure I know the last name of the hockey player, but it's the first name that's hurting me because I'm trying really hard to. Because I don't think it's right because I can't think of a quarterback. But if it's something similar, hmm. oh gosh, this is so dumb. I'm gonna check in. Okay, Marcus has checked in, so he's going for twenty points. Walling and Kells, if you guys want to work together, you can for half points. I'm just trying to think of anybody who's been the quarterback for the Jets or the Giants. It's um, not a bad guy. <laughs> you know, come to think of it, I'm not even sure I know all his teams right offhand. So let me... if, it's, if it's who I think it is, I'm not sure I do either. <laughs> I don't. I think I was surprised when I saw how many teams. I was like, really? Okay. Um. We can go with Brad Johnson because I don't. I don't know. Maybe he was good. He played for a lot of different teams. He uh, good's a relative term. He was good enough to stick around for a while. <laughs> yeah. He started for more teams than he probably should have. Got a Super Bowl. Unless uh, was Randall Cunningham? Is that too late for Randall Cunningham? Um. Ah. Uh. I don't think he played until 2005. He might have, but I feel like he was done before that. Okay. But yeah, he... yeah maybe. So what? Randall Cunningham and Eggs? I don't. I don't yeah, know I like how you want to get to. I like that. We can go with Randall Cunningham. Actually, it's funny you say that. This is literally the first thing that popped into my head when we got to Cunningham. <laughs> and it's a, a good De La Soul song. So we will go with. Uh, yeah, let's 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 see if we can 50-50. 50-50 split with <laughs> Randall Cunningham and eggs. Well, I guess I don't need to worry about changing the spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> Why? Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't. Uh, uh, Marcus, what uh, what do you have that hopefully isn't Randall Cunningham and eggs? Uh, a tribe called Quest, ham and eggs. Is ham and eggs the tribe called Quest or is that De La? It's a tribe. I don't it's need tribe. no ham tribe. and eggs because yeah. of high it's cholesterol. cholesterol. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> all the time yeah or well at first it's not (laughs) at all yeah um so i was i knew i was pretty sure the guy that's on that high goal scoring list his last name is wheeler and then i was stuck on brayden and i was like bray bray there's i i'm like tyler bray didn't play that long or play that early and I was stuck on Braden for the longest time. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe it's another B name. And I'm going through. And then I hit Blake. And I was like, ooh, I do love Jeff Blake. And I wasn't sure that he played for that many teams, but it was the only thing that fit. So I checked in with Jeff Blake Wheeler. Okay. The fact that you got that back to front going hockey to football I'm super impressed. Marcus will be receiving points. The correct answer (laughs) is Jeff Blake Wheeler. Gambling paying off again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, Jeff made one Pro Bowl in 1995. Not a surprise as a member of the Cincinnati Bengals. And Wheeler was drafted fifth overall by the Phoenix Coyotes in the 2004 NHL entry draft. But after failing to come to terms on a contract with Phoenix, he signed with the Boston Bruins as a free agent. Apparently in hockey, at least in 04, that was a thing you could do. Wow. 
yeah that's and that's strictly because of gambling like i've seen his name a bunch of times and i'm like well if he's the top goal scorer for them he might he probably is the captain and uh, I, I think i was thinking of Braden point because for tampa i just i know i've watched i think josh north and i watched like every nhl like every stanley cup playoff game that we could and yeah so hockey knowledge increasing well, there you What's go free time like What's that like? Oh, when you, don't have, when you don't have kids running around, it's amazing. <laughs> I literally do whatever I want every day. It's the best. All right. I think this one, you guys are, you're, there's going to be a chance all three of you get this one. <laughs> have all not three to, of us Not to put any one? pressure on you. Not yet, no. <laughs> I don't think all three of us have gotten one yet. <laughs> like any question? I don't think so. I don't think oh, so. At the same time, no. Well, see the two or one. <laughs> let's, let's see if we can do it. So what eight-time NBA champion won the 100-kilogram freestyle wrestling gold medal at the Atlanta Olympics before becoming a member of Team ECK? Oh, I, I can check in. All right, Marcus has checked in. <laughs> I know the second part for, for sure. I, I, I kind of figured that would be the yes. case. <laughs> I just, you know... Yeah, it's eight-time champion. So, because that would have been a really nice fit with him. I think he has five. I think I'm going to check in. Okay. Walling has checked in. So, Kells, let us know what you're thinking. All right. So, ECK, Edge Christian, and Kurt, Kurt Angle, won with a broken freaking neck, if I may add. Uh, now I just got to get Kurt Angle. It's not Steve Kurt Angle because Steve Kurt's only got five championships. Eight-time champion. It's not Bill Russell. He's got 11. It's not Sam. Not Sam. Not him. He's got just as many. It's not Havlicek. Trying to read your faces and it's not helping. <laughs> Nobody's giving up anything. Hey, hey, we've been doing this long enough. We know that when you don't know, you're like, mm, let me look at some faces. <laughs> like, as I talk, is anyone going to give me anything? Oh, man, this is. It's like, it can't be anybody playing today or within the past few years. They don't have enough. Nothing, Marcus, Wallen, nothing. This is where you give me blank stares. <laughs> Sorry, man. This is that hard part about not having teammates. We are we are both actively rooting for you. Yes. I want you to get this. I'm trying to channel what I think it is to you. I'm sending that, it. No. I'm sending it. Sending it through the universe. <laughs> We're all doing it right now. Even the guy who asked the questions. <laughs> oh. Uh, and I'm probably just dancing right around and just missing it. <sighs> I got, I got nothing. Um, I know Kurt Angle. I'm gonna put the wrong answer here, just so. Okay, <laughs> so what is your what is your answer? Steve Kurt Angle. Okay, Walling, what do you have? I. I think you may have said the name. I don't know if this is right, but I. So at first, when you said freestyle wrestling gold, I was thinking, oh, that's that 
that guy who beat that unbeatable Russian guy. And then I, you said Team ECK. And I'm like, that sounds like a wrestling thing. So then I got to Kurt Angle. And the only name I could think of from the Celtics that ended kind of like Kurt Angle started was John Havlicek. So I went with John Havlicek, Kurt Angle. Okay. And Marcus, what do you have? So I'll say this. Um, eight NBA championships does not necessarily just mean playing. It can also include coaching championships. So I have checked in with Steve Kurt Angle. <laughs> two team, two players will be receiving points. Because, Mine's not wrong, though. Because, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> because Steve Kerr won five as a player and has won three, three as, as a coach. coach. He has eight. <laughs> I was, I was just thinking you about said it right away. Oh you're like, he gosh. only has five. I'm like, and I and Marcus had already checked in. I knew he had the right answer. So I said, <laughs> I said, Kells is forgetting coaching championships. I know. And I said, and I said, I think he'll go back to it because he won't get there and it does fit. Because that's like the general rule is like if if you have a wrong answer, you think it's wrong, but it does fit, just say it because who knows, it might be right. And we that's I where I would, at that point I was just trying to almost just say, say the thing you already said. <laughs> Just check it in. All right. Whew. Yeah, I was going to feel real bad. Real bad. <laughs> Kel, you, I'm glad you, you got that. You won't go be the all one. All right. Well, let's get to this one that at least two of you will probably be okay with. And hopefully maybe the other one as well. Question four. What silver medalist joined his fellow medal winners in wearing a badge on the podium in support of the Olympic Project for Human Rights in 1968 and became the first British winner of the men's singles title at Wimbledon since Fred Perry in 1936. Checking in. <laughs> Kells checked in. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm going to check in. Okay, Marcus has checked in. Walling, what's floating around in that melon ears? The second half. <laughs> There's only two... Names that I could think of for the first half, and neither of them fit the second half. That's the problem. So there's Tommy Smith and John Carlos, right? There's that's two. So now I got to figure out if there was a British guy that wasn't Andy Murray that won it after 1930 or before 2000 and whatever. Man, I am just. <laughs> I, I, it's like I have to I have an answer for the first part, an answer for the second part. They're, they couldn't be further apart when it came to like running together. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what the hell? I think, uh, I think that means we all have different stages of the answer. Yeah. I, <laughs> I had three quarters of it, and you have possibly half. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just slowly work our way to the right answer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the only tennis player I can think of is that's won Wimbledon that was English is Andy Murray. Leighton Hewitt didn't. He's Australian. Bjorn Borg's not British. John McEnroe's not British. None of those. None of those guys are British. None of those guys that are any good are British. Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not wrong. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to say Tommy Smith, Andy Murray. 
<laughs> All right. And Marcus, what do you have? Oh, I hate this because I, I it's definitely Andy Murray. And I know the last name of the guy is Norman. And I'm like, uh, I think it starts with a P and I'm so mad at myself. I went with Philip Normandy Murray. Oh no, that reaction. <laughs> means I, and Kells, do you want to let them know what the right School answer is? is? Uh, it's, uh, I mean, because Wallen threw out an Australian and he was Australian. It's Peter Normandy <laughs> Murray. You had the letter right and everything. Oh. Kells will be getting the points. The correct answer is indeed Peter Normandy Murray. So mad. <laughs> I was like Pete, Paul, oh, Phil. But you had the the, the letter. You had the letter. Oh All man. Right. So did you know that it was Peter who suggested that Tommy Smith and John Carlos share the black gloves used in their salute uh, after Carlos left his pair at the Olympic Village? This is the reason why Smith is raising his right fist and Carlos raised his left. Um, Smith and Carlos gave eulogies and were pallbearers at Norman's funeral in 2006. And for uh, Mr. Murray, uh, more specifically for his 2013 victory, Murray was the first Scott to win a Wimbledon singles title since uh, Harold Mahoney in 1896. Um, he would win a second Wimbledon title in 2016. So, yeah, uh, you're right, Walling. The, the Brits, not you know not so great at the tennis Just, at least post 1936 yeah they, they might have been killing it before then <laughs> <laughs> question five what formula one driver who finished third each of the last two seasons is currently leading the 2021 points race and is coaching his son Jaden at his alma mater so i gotta get to will smith He's coaching his son so <laughs> at Bel Air Academy. Jeez. <laughs> uh, oh, I okay. I got it. Check it in. Oh, get out of here! All right, Walling is checked in. Was, if he gets it right, this will be his only correct one for the whole quarter. So let's you know cut him a little slack. I've been watching a lot of Formula One this year. Formula uh. Formula uh. <laughs> Why did you stop the jukebox? <laughs> I say I like really, really thin pancakes. Don't do it. Don't you do it, Ricky. I love when he's like, <laughs> you get, uh, good. Why, you know, when he's talking about the jazz music, <laughs> he goes, we got it for profiling purposes. We also have the Pet Shop Boys and Seal. <laughs> All right. Booby. Oh, my goodness. This is... This is um my answer is half legit. I'm checked in. <laughs> All right, Gals is checked in. Marcus, I'm guessing you haven't been watching much Formula One. No. You've been betting on Formula One? Hell no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I well. I I actually, truth be told, still haven't bet any money uh since I I had my self-imposed ban. It's really easy to do when you're not like actually like the first thing you do when you get home is you go look at lines. Yeah, self-imposed. 
I yeah, I, I I lost too much money, and I said, all right, I need to take a break. Um, I might. Is- I mean, when football comes around, though, I think it's I think it's back on. But uh, I have no idea. Um, I think Joey Porter coaches uh, his son. I think he's a linebackers coach at like Penn State or something like that. So maybe that's a thing. Uh, I don't know any driver whose last name starts with Joe or Joey. So I'm gonna say, um. <laughs> no wait that doesn't fit no i'm not i'm punting i'm, I'm gonna say joey porter is the second half of the question okay kells what do you got all right um i went with comedy when i don't know things so i said michael andred t co jackson <laughs> <laughs> i like that one um walling do you want to share what very well possibly is the correct answer <laughs> yeah so the uh guy who's absolutely destroying in formula one this year and has been in third place in red bull for the last two years is max verstappen and the oh, guy coaching his yeah. son at his alma mater named Jaden, is penny hardaway so the correct answer is max verstappen penny hardaway <laughs> No. When you said pen, I was like, oh. Yeah. Walling got off the schneid for this quarter. He is getting some points. The correct answer is indeed Max Verstappen Hardaway. Um, at the 2015 Austrian Grand Prix, when Max was 17 years and 166 days old, he became the youngest driver to compete in Formula One. And Hardaway was a member of the gold medal winning Dream Team 2 that won in Atlanta. And two weeks ago, they had they raced at Austria, and Max Verstappen won by thirty five seconds, which is a half a lap, which is absolutely insane when you're talking a quarter second difference between these guys most of the time. And Penny, little Penny commercials were the best. <laughs> Tyra Banks, fool! Tyra Banks, fool! <laughs> Let's get through the first half. We have yet to have all three of you get a correct answer to any one question. <laughs> um, Keep it going, guys. I think I have everything kind of up to date at the moment. Um, the game is still really tight after the second quarter. Uh, Walling has fallen into third place at the moment. He has 80 points. Kells <laughs> is up to 90, and Marcus is leading the way at 100. Oh. I would like to say Fill that up. I got fifty percent of every one of those. If I lose this for the last one, <laughs> if I lose this game because of Philip. I'm gonna be real pissed. <laughs> All right, that brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth twenty points. Question one. In Game of Death, his film debut, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played what character who was the fifth floor guardian? I wonder if Seth Rogen got inspiration for this from this performance. I was legit hoping, <laughs> legit, <laughs> legit hoping that the question was going to be, what NBA player was in Game of Death? Yeah. Right. <laughs> or, the, or the name of it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, either one of those I would have been good with. If you guys are all stuck, I could give a little more to that hint. 
do you want a hint, Walling? Oh yeah. Sorry. Was that yeah. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. Kels, do you want a hint? I'll take one. Okay, then I will also accept a hint. All right. So both of these movies are referencing martial arts. I'm gonna check in. Okay, Marcus has checked in. I mean, it's the same thing that I'm thinking. It doesn't really. I don't, I don't know. It I, I guarantee we're thinking of this. Seems too meta. I think I'm gonna check in. Uh, hey, Walling has checked in. So, Kels, you can let us know what you're thinking. All right. So, I don't recall Seth Rogen lifting his leg to do anything. So, maybe he's not the martial artist in the movie. So, I was leaning towards the Green Hornet, but Bruce Lee was in the Green Hornet TV show. And why would, I mean, if you're going to name Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's character anything, it should be like a giraffe, not a hornet. He's, he's tall. Uh, I'll go with I'll go with Green Hornet to ease the pain. I got nothing else. Walling, what do you got? Yeah, I got stuck on Green Hornet pretty quick. I thought it might be shorter, and so I just went with uh, Hornet. And Marcus? Um, I also did the same thing Walling did. I was like, why would they just call him the Green Hornet? Because he was in it, so I just shortened it to Hornet. Mm. It's not Kato, is it? No, Seth Rogen didn't really do... I wouldn't really call that a martial arts movie. However, Kung Fu Panda is... And he's the Mantis. Son of a bee sting. The correct answer is Mantis. Mantis. However, if you had... If you, you also could have given me the answer of Hakeem, which was his name as well but the clue was trying to lead you to mantis because oh, rogan voiced mantis in the kung fu panda yeah. never seen a single one of those movies All right, well, oh man the, the, the first one really no kids <laughs> maybe i mean I, really I like animated stuff yeah. you know what the first one maybe was... hey maybe i'll watch it after this All first right. one solid first one is solid because yeah, he I, has I, free time yeah, <laughs> that day is drinking, true. day drinking, and watching Kung Fu Panda. True, he's in Kung Fu Panda. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's try question two. <laughs> From 1979 to 1983, actor and quote anti-comedian Andy Kaufman wrestled over 400 women and proclaimed himself to be the blank wrestling champion of the world. Fill in the blank. Checking in. Kells is checked in. Why did you have to swerve on this question? <laughs> oh no! All of us have done. I think Marcus and I both did the same thing. The last two questions of like, oh yeah, it's the. Oh yeah, it's the. Oh yeah. No. Oh man, no. it's, it's the thing I don't know right away. Yeah. <laughs> God, this is so annoying. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know. I'll check in. All right, Marcus has checked in. Walling. Anything? I'm trying to go back to my man on the moon, Jim Carrey, <laughs> seeing him in that yellow shirt wrestling on like on Johnny Carson's show or something like that. I, I don't want to overthink this. I'm pretty sure that the answer is that he's the women's wrestling champion of the world or women hey. wrestling champion of the world. 
Okay, Marcus, what do you got? I I was thinking about it, and I don't know this for sure, but there is a term for uh, men wrestling women, and so I just said intergender. I checked in with intergender. Okay. And Kells. Intergender. Woo! <laughs> Two of you will once again. We can't have all three of you get something right because that's it would just be, not right. It would be wrong. It would be wrong. If the happened. correct answer is the he was the or he proclaimed himself to be the intergender wrestling champion of the world. Um, hey, I have some video game flavor text. In 2002, Kaufman was, became a playable character in the video game Legends of Wrestling 2 and a standard character in 2004's Showdown Legends of Wrestling. I had Legends of Wrestling 2, and I don't think I ever got to the point where I could – I don't remember Andy <laughs> Kaufman being in that game. Uh, um, well, obviously one you had to probably unlock, but apparently if you wanted to go back and get 2004's Showdown Legends of Wrestling, he was a standard character. All right. Well, let's move on to question three. Oh, Eric, you're so close on two of these. You're just <laughs> your your answer is adjacent. Thanks. I've got a lot of ghost points over here that don't count for the real game. <laughs> you're awarding yourself those points, right? Yes, I'm I'm proud of myself in my game. I don't know what you guys are playing. Question three. In 1995, what sports writer wrote the book A Good Walk Spoiled about a year on the PGA Tour as told through the stories of 17 players? I'm going to check in. Marcus has checked in. A confident check-in or is like, I'm not going to waste my time? I have checked in. (laughs) (laughs) Take that for what you will. I have checked in. Ah, man, I have. Sports writer. I think I'm going to check in. <laughs> Wally has checked in. So, Kels, you can let us know what you think. Uh, it's not my expertise. So, I can throw out anybody and be equally wrong. So, let's say I do that. Let's say Skip Bayless. <laughs> okay. Wally, what do you got? Golf is too quiet a sport for Skip Bayless. Skip. Skip. Don't do that. Skip. Of course. Now, quieter guy. Uh, I think this is John Feinstein. Check out John Feinstein. Said Jim Lampley for no reason. One person is getting points. Uh, Is Eric Walling? Uh, It was John Feinstein. He has written a slew of sports books through the years so kind of kind of the guy who's done it probably the most don't do that skill don't do that skill all right hey let's just move on to question four shall we come on guys oh well wait now let me share my flavor text uh his (laughs) most famous book a season on the brink chronicles a year in the life of indiana university basketball team and its coach bob knight i don't know if you've heard of that book is that before he got in a fight at the buffet or did after that? In, did that buffet? include the ass wiping? <laughs> you guys remember that from the 30 for 30? Oh yeah. He went into the stall, wiped his ass and came out and was like, this is what you guys are playing. Like and like showed them his <laughs> ass toilet paper. Like a uh, sane person would. Well, because the most sane person on the planet is Bob Knight, right? Bob Knight. <laughs> hey, question four. 
for the soon-to-be-released Space Jam A New Legacy, what three NBA players voiced the Goon Squad members Wetfire, The Brow, and Kronos? Wetfire. Wetfire. Who approved that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, um, I feel confident with two of these. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> I'm going to check in, though. I'm going to take a guess on that one. All right. Marcus has checked in. <laughs> I'll be very disappointed if you, any of you missed the middle one. Just saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I mean that's, that's the free fair. space on the bingo card. <laughs> uh, I'm going to check in. Okay. Kels has checked in. Walling. I haven't seen this yet. Nobody's seen it yet. Yeah, the, yeah. the soon ones. to be released. I know. <laughs> I know. I've seen that. Can I go through the monsters from the last one? No, no, we've already had that as a question. Yeah, but I like that question better than this one. <laughs> okay, well, let's all get Anthony Davis out of the way, shall we? Um, for the brow and then wet fire, I'll say somebody who can shoot well and catch fire. So I'm going to say. Um, Steph Curry, and then for Kronos, I'm going to say it's somebody who's old, uh, um, and so who's an old dude in the NBA right now. Um, I'll say Chris Paul. Okay, so we'll say Wetfire, Steph Curry, the brow is Anthony Davis, and Kronos is Chris Paul. Okay, and Kells, what do you got? We are almost identical. Like, we just pick different warriors. I have AD, uh, Clay Thompson, and Chris Paul. And Marcus. I have Clay. I have Anthony Davis. And we are all going to have different answers because <laughs> the one that I'm pretty sure, like, I'm, a, I'm also, a, I'm pretty sure of. Is because it's Dame time. I think Kronos is Damian. Oh, that's right. So these three names, the character names, are based off of their basketball nicknames. Um, <laughs> who's called Wetfire? Well, yeah, no. It, it is one of the Splash Splash Brothers. Brothers. It is Clay Thompson. <sighs> Obviously, the brow is Anthony Davis. And Marcus, you hit it right on the head. Kronos, Kronos. Dame Clay. time. I was thinking old guy. Oh. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, also, not also about being guy. old. It's, it's about, about time. It's yeah. about time. I mean, it helps that I watch so much Portland basketball because I don't have a team. <laughs> it's when? Oh. Just kidding. Don't, oh. I'll buy a plane ticket. I have no problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question five. Let's see if we can keep up this. Not everybody getting the right answer. <laughs> oh boy. Which Outcast song contains the following lyric? Time to drop these bows like Dusty Roads. I'm going to check in. Marcus the, has checked in. The worst part about this is so, Outcast is my favorite group of all time and I'm playing the lyric in my head my fear is that I'm putting it on the wrong song Ooh, <laughs> hopefully not hopefully not so 
I think, yeah, I'm, I'm going to check in. I think well, I got it. Okay, Kels is checked in. Falling, you a big Outcast fan? Yeah, um, more weird Outcast than early Outcast. Oh, you're, you're, you're a Love Below. Yes, I'm a Love Below guy. I'm a big Love Below guy. Love Below is so good. It's so good. It's so good. I might go listen to it after this. Um, yeah, I think the 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 tune that's sticking in my head for this one, I can kind of hear the the beat in the background. I think it's the Southern Playlistic Cadillac Funky Music. So that's what I'm going to check in with. Okay, and Kells. Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music. And Marcus. I answered the same, but I don't want to say it because they said it so smoothly. <laughs> so we got one. The question is, did did you have the word funky added in there or did you just have it with the music? It's with the music. That's that's the I mean, I that just, is hold the... on. Hold on. I'm asking Marcus what he has for his answer. Oh, okay. Yes, with funky in it. OK, so Kells, do you think it's appropriate for me to give them points? They have the right song. The, the right title song. does not have funky in it. No, but the then chorus does. The chorus, the chorus does. does. But the Southern song title is I would Southern Playlistic Cadillac music. music. Then no. I mean, you I'm, sure? Are we playing Geek Kels, to Drink Kels, National Kels, Championship? Or are we playing? <laughs> no, I, I'm, asking, I'm asking Kels because I I would typically probably lean towards giving them, but you had yeah. the exact title right. Do you feel generous in giving them credit for that as well? I I mean, or do you keep the street going? Oh, then you <laughs> talk about streets. So apparently, the two of them want to keep the street going, and they're saying, "Don't give them." Points. I wouldn't. I'm I, pissed. I, mean, I didn't get the, didn't get the exact title. It's okay to be, be selfish. Like, no, yeah, it's okay to be selfish. I mean, All right. Hey, you know what, Kells? I'm gonna step in and not make you have to make the decision. <laughs> I am wording points only. To Kells, because he had the exact Gosh. title correct. Bombeck, oh, you're man. so mean. Kells was going to give us those points. Right? I know he was. <laughs> but, he also, but he also was talking about wanting a victory. He's 0 for 2 on our spot. So That's that what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. No, I'd be like, no, they added a word. That is true. He did add a word that is not part of the title. It is not part of the song. Title the song. story of my game so far. So this song managed to chart at number 74 on the Billboard Hot 100. The one that I was trying not to put it in the rhythm of was uh, Rosa Parks. For some reason, it was in my head. I was like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> okay. So after <laughs> halftime, we have the following scores. Um, once again, we can't seem to get anybody to score more than 40 points in a round. Uh, the scores currently are walling at 100. Kells at 130 and Marcus in the lead by 10 at 140. Moving on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. And today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. 
This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. So this one could get interesting since there are, you know, the first person who comes up with the correct theme will get 100 and the other two can get 50. So we'll, this could be huge. Or maybe at the way this is going, maybe nobody's going to get the... Uh, the link so question one what boxer holds the record for most consecutive victorious title defenses with 25 i'm gonna check in marcus has checked in three good candidates because you didn't you didn't specify weight class um hmm i okay I might need to clarify, and Marcus, if this changes your answer, you can uncheck in because um, I don't know for fact outside of heavyweight class. So what boxer holds the record uh, for the most consecutive victorious heavyweight title defenses with 25? I can't speak for other uh, weight classes. So it might be the record for all, but I don't yeah. know for sure. So, But for heavyweight, this is what it's for. Uh, I'm and there's it down to like I'm going to check in. Okay, Walling has checked in. So, Kels, what two do you got to narrow down to? Well, okay, I, I just bumped it back up to three. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got, you got Rocky Marciano, who was undefeated, but I don't know when he won the title. So, because he was like, he was some ridiculous, like, 49 and all. Uh, then you got Klitschko, who held it for a really long time before getting thoroughly beat up by Tyson Fury. And then, who was my third one? I forgot my third one. I just have to. Maybe I just had to. I don't like this anymore. I think you, were thinking, I think you were thinking of Clubber Lang. <laughs> who had one title defense and lost? <laughs> hey, woman! Hey, woman! <laughs> By far, my favorite Rocky movie. Oh, will, it's so good! I, I will Mr. fight King. anybody who says different. Like he was the perfect '80s movie villain. What was Hogan's uh, character's name in that one? Thunder Thunder Lips. Lips. Oh, that's right. That's, oh, Marcus, that's right. We were teamed up, and I asked you about that after we had already checked in our answer. And we and we checked in with the oh, he fought. Uh, he also fought. Uh, Apollo at the end and they're like well he actually had an exhibition match and well it's like and he didn't actually that first punch hadn't been landed in that fight it's like oh. my question is for two guys that literally stand in the middle of the ring with no defense and punch each other in the face as hard as they can for 12 rounds how did they get to the point in their career where they could fight for a title and not die <laughs> I was thinking I was like I want to see like the couple of frames after where they both punch each other in the face in that freeze frame and they just knock each other out. They just both fall over knocked out. Nobody's nobody's there so they're both just unconscious for you know multiple minutes brain damage probably. Oh. Both anyway. of them had straight shots. Yeah, like... just 
Somebody's going to sleep. Oh, no, it's not Ali. No, it's not Frazier. Liston. Um, Patterson. It's not Mike. I don't think. I can't think of 25 people brave enough to fight him at his prime. He was scary. He's still scary. Mike Tyson could take my food out of my hand and eat it in front of me. I wouldn't say a word. Take your bike. Oh, yeah, my bike. Yeah. He ain't got to. He ain't got to say nothing. Like he can look, <laughs> and I, I'll point down to it. I'm like this one, it's yours. It's yours, champ. It's all yours. Uh, I know I'm forgetting the third one, and that's gonna bother me. But I'm gonna check in with Rocky Marciano. Okay, and Walling. I checked in with a guy who, in the coming to America scene, they say that Rocky Marciano whipped <laughs> his ass, and I'm gonna go with. Joe Lewis. And what Mark. Joe Lewis is. So Joe Lewis was 135 years old. <laughs> that's that's immediately where I went because I know back then they were fighting all the time. It wasn't like, you know, these big spaced out. And I went with Rocky Marciano. <laughs> that's they won. That's they won. <laughs> One person got it. One person <laughs> getting points. The correct answer is Joe Lewis. Of course it is. Lewis reigned as the heavyweight champion from 1937 until his temporary retirement in 1949. Um, he was also a focal point of anti-Nazi sentiment leading up to and during World War II because of his historic rematch with German boxer Max Schmeling in 1938 in which Lewis won after only two minutes and four seconds. Briggs not remember here and sat down in his chair. <laughs> remember, everybody, always punch a Nazi. First, between me, you and me, how old is Joe Lewis? He said Joe Lewis, 137 years old. 137 years old. You ain't never meet no Franson. <laughs> Don't get me started on that barber. I will be here all day. <laughs> Moving on to question two. What three-time Super Bowl champion and eight-time All-Pro was drafted in the first round of the 1973 NFL Draft out of Southern Mississippi? Uh, brain ladlers know him well. I'm going to check in. Kells has checked in. You gave me two things, if I'm right, about this person that I did not know. <laughs> well, well, you can bring them back to your pod and <laughs> share them with the crew. <laughs> Powerful pound. Sugar Ray Robinson, the greatest fighter ever lived. Uh, uh, well, did anyone watch the Coming to America movie, the second one that came out? I haven't been able to bring myself to watch it yet. Like, I want to, but then I, I yeah. don't because I don't want it to be <laughs> like so disappointing that it ruins part of the, <laughs> the original for me. I mean, Andy um, told me that it's not it's not bad. It's not. It's not terrible. Okay, so it it's, it shouldn't it's a, at least ruin things for. Yeah, it's, for yeah, it's, it's not going to spoil all the food in the refrigerator. <laughs> don't don't expect it to be better. Which why would you? Exactly. But, but okay, yeah. so maybe it's worth a watch. Good. Okay. Worth a watch. That being said, I still don't see myself watching it like tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I'm gonna check in. Marcus has checked in. Walling. Yeah, um, not familiar with my 1970s Southern Miss NFL draftees, and believe it or not, um, 
And so I'm going with a different Mississippi school quarterback that uh, that uh, won one Super Bowl or no Super Bowls, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to say Archie Manning. Okay. The Marcus? <laughs> so three-time Super Bowl champ in that era. I mean, it could have been later, but to me that ruled out Steelers. To me that ruled out um, – well, it made me think of the Cowboys because I think the Cowboys won three. And so I just – I I didn't know. I didn't know how to Southern Miss. I know an awful lot about the 74 draft, which is kind of weird, but not this <laughs> one. Uh, so I just said Ed Too Tall Jones. Okay, and Kells. Well, if it's who I think it is, whenever we say we want to punt on our show over at Brandon. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We, we, we call for Ray Guy. So I said Ray Guy. <laughs> Why would we ever let more than one person, more than one or two of you get a correct, a correct answer? Kels, you're getting points. It is indeed Ray Guy. I couldn't have gone home if I didn't. If I didn't that, that, yeah, that would have been really, really uh, embarrassing if you'd. Ray um, was the first punter to be drafted in the first round. And he was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as part of the class of 2014. And in his enshrinement speech, he proudly proclaimed, now the Hall of Fame has a complete team. Okay, the theme-linked answers thus far are Joe Lewis and Ray Guy. Moving on to question three. What five-time Olympic gold medalist swimmer set a world record in the women's 100-meter butterfly at the 2012 London Games? Note, this world record has since been bested. I'm going to check in. Marcus has checked in. I'm also going to check in. Walling has checked in. Kels. I think now as good a time as any would be right time to tell you that I don't know women swimmers at all. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I lost everybody. Just, as soon as you read the question, everybody was out of the pool. And I and see a soul so um yeah i uh i'm gonna check in with jenny Swimgood. all right and walling i have no idea for sure but the name that popped into my head right away so i went with it is katie ledecky and marcus um i said missy franklin not a surprise to me at this point uh, <laughs> nobody is getting points for this one um, the correct answer is Dana Vollmer. Uh, Dana's other four gold medals were in re for relay races, and she also has one silver and one bronze medal. So the theme-linked answers thus far are Joe Lewis, Ray Guy, and Dana Vollmer. Moving on to question four. What former Swedish NHLer is a two-time Stanley Cup champion, who won the 1995 Calder Memorial Trophy and both the Art Ross Trophy and Hart Memorial Trophy in 2003. Check in. Marcus is checked in. Yeah, probably help if I knew what some of those trophies Oh, I sent, I sent that only to one person. Hold on. Let me. Because I'm sure seeing the text will really help you with, with this. Oh, one. yeah. It fleshed it all the way out for me. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. He's from there, but we're going to roll with it. I'm checking in. Kells is checked in. Walling. 
What you got in that noodle of yours? I have one hockey player who comes to my name when you say Swedish hockey players. And he kind of fits all these things, so that's what I'm checking in with. I'm going to check in with Peter Forsberg. Okay, and Kells. Uh, since I don't know what any of the hockey individual trophies are for, I said Dominique Hasek, the Dominator. Okay, and Marcus. Um, I had similar reasoning to Walling, and I said Peter Forsberg. Two out of three ain't bad. The correct answer is Peter Forsberg. Peter is also a two-time Olympic gold medalist with Sweden. Hmm. Uh, the theme-linked answers thus far are Joe Lewis, Ray Guy, Dana Vollmer, and Peter Forsberg. Moving on to question five. What NFL quarterback threw a pick six on his first career pass attempt and would later set a single season record by throwing seven pick sixes in 2019. I think the Sanchez was still playing around. <laughs> Checking in. Walling has checked in. Seven pick sixes. I'm just trying to trying to think gonna, of what they talk about poorly on I'm gonna check in. Marcus has checked in. So Kells. It's up to you to come up with an answer now. I mean I can name a few quarterbacks that I think would just be throwing it around having a good time out there. Barve was done by then, unless he came out of retirement and I forgot. <laughs> I don't think it was Eli. I guess one of the younger guys trying to go around the, the map in my head. Just see things. Mm, all right, I'll, I have no idea, so I'm just going to guess. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Okay. And Marcus, what do you got? Well, this might have taken me down the wrong path, but you said 2019, and I assume this happened in the same season. Maybe it wasn't. And that's why I think maybe it took me down the wrong path, but I immediately was just going through my head of that 2019 quarterback class, which is not very good. Um, and with what I think the theme is, I guess I was just trying to figure out a name that I guess best fit it. So I checked in with Kyler Murray. Okay. And Walling, what do you have for an answer? I um, started thinking through that 2019 season too, and who are the leaders and whatnot. Um, and remember a guy who had a bit of a YOLO season. And then all of a sudden, once I started thinking of his name, all the clues started to put together for a theme. And I checked in with the throw it up and hope man himself, Jameis Winston. Oh. One person is getting points, and that is Walling. The oh, correct answer is Jameis Winston. I see also, what the... in 2019, Winston became the first quarterback in NFL history to throw at least 30 touchdowns and 30 <laughs> interceptions in a single season. <sighs> the 30-30 club. So the theme link answers are Joe Lewis, Ray Guy, Dana Vollmer, Peter Forsberg, and Jameis Winston. Um, do we still send it to you? Or is it too late? So at this point, we have uh, both of the other people have submitted their guesses, and I. Okay. So if you want to talk it out, 
um, you can, or if you have your answer, you can just let me know what it is right now. I uh, just um, looking at Lewis, Ray, um, but um, Dana, Peter, Winston, Zedmore. I'm guessing Ghostbusters. Okay. And Walling, what did you check in for a theme guess? Yeah. Um, once I started thinking about it and I got to Jameis Winston, I went, oh, all those are characters from Ghostbusters. So I checked in with Ghostbusters or characters from Ghostbusters. Okay. And Marcus checked in just after I submitted the third question, like before answers were even thought out, he sent in the theme of Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. So he basically had it from Lewis and Ray. So, wow. so hey, but, the but hey, guess what, guys? I got one out of four in that round. <laughs> <laughs> Knew the theme, couldn't couldn't get the get the answers from it. So <laughs> the theme is the first thing you have all gotten correct. Hey! <laughs> they are indeed all characters. From Ghostbusters, you had Lewis Tully, Dr. Ray Stance, Dana Barrett, Dr. Peter Venkman, and, as Kel said, Winston Zeddemore. I See, I thought of the 2019 draft class and didn't think of the season itself. When you, when you checked incorrect, and then all of a sudden, this last question, you're like, not getting it. And I'm like, how are you not getting Jameis Winston? <laughs> Especially since he had a terrible season that year. It just I don't, wasn't, I don't just, think about him. Well, <laughs> good reason for that. But too. hopefully by the end of this, I'll be eating a W. <laughs> Whatever that means. Okay. Well, Marcus, though he only got one question right, he did get 100 points for being the first one to have the correct theme. So that definitely helped him out. The scores after the third quarter are... Kells is now fallen to third place at 200. Walling jumped up just 10 points ahead at 210. And Marcus is leading the way at 260. So, yeah, barn burner of a game. Uh, <laughs> um, outside of the theme, I just want to take a look. Um, outside of the theme, oh, Walling, you're the first one to have cracked 60 points in, in a questioned round. Because you got three of those, which is nice. the first. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I didn't, oh, wait, did anyone at halftime? No, you guys all had one or two. Yeah. Uh, not the highest scoring game. Crushing and that's okay. It. It's 90s with, te with teammates, I feel like we'd all be doing great. I, I think <laughs> this game was really enough. set up well for teams. It's a little <laughs> tougher for individuals. That brings us to the fourth quarter. the fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. Question one, who? Question two, yeah. Question three, gonna. Question four, Call question five, 1984. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just, I figure I'd just keep the missing link theme going. Uh, so, who is in reference to the Winter Olympics? 
Ya is in reference to the NFL. Gonna is in reference to the NBA. Call is also in reference to the NFL. And 1984 is in reference to Major League Baseball. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one in the category of who, or more specifically, who? While researching Ghostbusters missing link questions, <laughs> I came across Egon Zimmerman, an, Austri- an Austrian alpine skier who won the men's downhill gold medal in 1964. What city hosted the 1964 Winter Olympics? <laughs> I'm going to check in. All right. Marcus has checked in. Yeah, I, I tried to find an Egon. For the fifth to be the fifth That's question, amazing. I couldn't find. I figured this is like the the most decorated Egon athlete, so I couldn't use that. <laughs> you would have had to come up with his name. We would have been so, yeah. so pissed. I would have been like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" <laughs> but then I figured I couldn't waste the fact that I found somebody right. who's a legit. Found an Egon. At least in summer games. Okay, Walling has checked in. So Kels. I got a lot of I got a lot of cities in my head, but I know it's not 1960. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna check in with Turin Italy. How many points did you wager on that one, Kels? I just 10 points. Okay, for me, um, I'm pretty sure that this is the town that um that housed the sisters from the movie Frozen. So I checked in with Arendelle. The Winter Games in Arendelle. And Marcus. I've been trying to get better at Olympic cities, and something popped into my head, and I don't know that it's right, but I also bet zero, so I figured I wouldn't, wasn't going to waste anybody's time trying to figure it out. But the city that popped in my head was Montreal, so that's what I checked in with. Okay, well, uh, nobody had the correct answer. Um, what? <laughs> Uh, Egon won in his home country of Austria. The Olympic Games were hosted by Innsbruck. Um, and the course at Patscherkoffel was quite difficult and was nicknamed the the course of fear. No, thank you. I'll pass on this. <laughs> Agreed. What do you think of with really hot, hot wings? 10-meter ten, ten platform? <laughs> no, thank you. A yeah. Course of fear? No, thank you. I don't recommend it. I don't recommend that 10 what are, what are things Marcus would like to avoid but got stuck at the top of? <laughs> well, the good news is only 10 points were lost during that question. Uh, unfortunately, those were 10 of Kel's points. But let's oh, move on friends. to question two in the category of yuh. Or maybe more specifically, Y.A. Y.A. Tittle is one of three quarterbacks to have thrown seven touchdowns in a single game without throwing an interception. Who are the other two quarterbacks that accomplished this feat in 2013? A small hint, one was in the NFC and one was in the AFC. I'm going to check in. Walling has checked in. I'm going to check in. Marcus has checked in. Uh, so, Kells, you can kind of talk about what you got going through your head. When in doubt, I, I tend to always lean towards the sheriff, Peyton Manning. So he's my he's my AFC. And NFC, I'm juggling between 
Aaron Rodgers and um, Drew Brees. Yeah, why not? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna check in with Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. Or how many points? Ten. Okay, and Marcus. Well, I know one for a fact. Um, I'm pretty sure was um, idiot with the statue who's not good except for twice once in the playoffs and once in a season where he threw like 28 touchdowns and I think one pick or something weird I'm pretty sure one of them's Nick Foles um but with the AFC you just have you have so many dudes that could it was just tough because like you have Brady you have Manning you have Philip Rivers Roethlisberger could sling it, but I ended up settling on Philip Rivers for 100 points. And Walling. Um, I kind of settled on the same AFC guy um, and went with Peyton Manning and just kind of went through accurate quarterbacks who throw a lot of touchdowns. And I actually checked in with the exact same answer as Kells of Drew Brees and Peyton Manning for 30 points. For the second question in a row, nobody had the correct answer. However, Kells and Walling had half and Marcus had the other half. The two were Peyton Manning and Nick Foles. (laughs) See, Uh, that's why we should work together. (laughs) It just seemed too obvious to me. I was like, no. So Peyton did it in a victory over the Ravens and Foles did it in a victory over the Oakland Raiders. Hasn't Breeze thrown for a bunch, like seven in a game before? Maybe it just wasn't without. He's thrown seven in a game, but not without an interception. Gotcha. All right. Well, with that question, things have gotten very, very interesting. Marcus has now fallen down to third place. Well, yes, third at 160. And Kells and Walling are tied for first place with 180. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Moving on to question three. In the category of Gunna, what NBA Hall of Fame power forward was quoted as saying, I ain't going to be no escape goat? Did Yogi Berra play basketball? (laughs) Yes, famous power forward, Yogi Berra. (laughs) I heard he was hard to handle in the paint. So (laughs) (laughs) I ain't going to be no escape goat. I'm going to check in. Wally has checked in. I'm going to check in. Marcus has checked in. So, Kels, let us know what you're thinking. Okay. So, the very first person I thought of was Charles Barkley. This sounds like something he would say or mess up. I'm thinking it's too easy. Maybe it's Carl Malone because, I don't know, they used to flame out in the playoffs a lot and you'd have poor games. Tim Duncan doesn't talk, so he has no quotes. (laughs) <laughs> I think he's a, a good point Has anyone ever heard a Tim Duncan quote? No He had, he had a really good game plan <laughs> We executed I mean Kevin Kale <laughs> Alright, I'm going to check in with I'm probably going to regret it I'm going to say Carl Malone Just because Barkley seems too easy Okay, for how many points? 
50 piece. All right. And Marcus. So I went down the same route. I was like, whose country ass is <laughs> all. <laughs> so I'm like, who's the, who are the most country players I can think of? I was like, Barkley. Uh, Mo- I went back as far back enough as to say Moses Malone. Uh, I, I thought about uh, just, a, I thought about a bunch of guys and the most country idiot dude that I can think of is Carl Malone. So I checked in with Carl Malone for 25 points and walling. Well, I had a similar train of thought to Marcus. Who's <laughs> a country idiot power forward. It's also in the hall of fame. Yeah. So the Venn diagram there is, has got like, an overlap of a very small number of guys. And I also checked in with the biggest country <laughs> idiot uh, truck driving power forward that I could think of. I checked in with Carl Malone. For how many points? For 50 points. So outside of the missing link, this is the first time all three <laughs> players got it right. The correct answer is indeed. Carl Malone. We can't answer Olympic questions, but ask us about country idiot <laughs> basketball players. So we got you covered. Per Wikipedia, Malone is known to frequently refer to himself in the third person. Josh Bombeck doesn't approve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that we were all just like, who are these country dudes? Because it was like to me. And then I was like, well, the reason I got it, I was like leaning Moses Malone. And then I was like, but I think he's classified as a center. And then it was either Barkley or Malone, and I just said, Malone's Malone's so dumb. That guy's an idiot. All right, Marcus, you're at 185. Kells and Walling tied at 230, heading into question four. In the category of call, during the 2012 NFL referee lockout on Monday Night Football, what two players were deemed to have caught the fail Mary simultaneously? Some people in Wisconsin... And now maybe Nebraska believe this was a blown call. Wink. <laughs> I can check in. <laughs> oh, Marcus has oh. checked in. I'm gonna check in. Okay, Walling has checked in. So Kels, you can kind of let us know what you're what you're working through here. I want to say Golden Tate is a receiver who clearly didn't really have the ball. But I, it was trash. <laughs> I would have been better off making the call, and I'm terrible at officiating. All right, I'll check in with Golden Tate and Richard Sherman. Okay, and Walling, what do you got? Oh, how many points did you wager on that, Kells? Who said zero? Because I have no confidence. <laughs> Walling, what you got? Um, I also was locked onto Golden Tate pretty quick, and then I. Not sure if this is the guy. There's there's a guy, I can't remember. He shoved one guy and another guy came down with it. And I don't remember which one was which. And I think it might be, I don't know his first name. So I'm just going to check in with Tate and Shields. Okay. For how many points? For 30 points. And Marcus. Do you want me to steal your flavor text or do you want that for yourself? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't actually have much flavor text, so you give whatever. Ah, you take want. it, Marcus. Okay. Shine. So, Walling, you said it was one guy was shoved and the other guy came down with it. 
it was the other guy that came down with it because ah. Sam Shields got shoved on his face. And it was Golden Tate and M.D. Jennings, <laughs> who simultaneously came down with possession. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so this is obviously just uh, in the lore, in the good side of, of Seahawk history. And uh, obviously, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Darty, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm checking in with Golden Tate and M.D. Jennings for 100 points. Not a surprise at this point, but one person is getting their points. Uh, the correct answer was Packers safety MD Jennings and Seahawks wide receiver Golden Tate. I, the only flavor text I put in this was with a national television embarrassment weighing heavily on all parties in agreement to end the lockout came shortly thereafter. <laughs> so Marcus. So, so really you can thank the Seahawks for <laughs> yeah. uh, uh. ending the ref lockout. Do you, do you believe it was a simultaneous catch? No. However, <laughs> it is enough with no clarity. Like, it's enough of a joint possession that that guy went, oh, God, it's joint, so I'm just going to call a touchdown because that's what you're supposed to do. Now, what they should have called was offensive pass interference, and it should have been game over anyways because he, it's not even close. Golden Tate... <laughs> Two hand, like, like it basically was Pat Bev on Chris Paul shoved oh, him wow. straight to the ground <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, went okay. up for it. And so, oh, good. I, yeah. I agree the ge the game should have been won by the Packers. I don't necessarily think it should have been because of that call. It should be it, you've got to call offensive PI there. They they get away with a lot in those jump ball situations, but you can't let it be that obvious. Yeah, like, you have to throw that. <laughs> okay, good. So that should make Doherty feel a little better, right? Yeah. Okay. You call offensive PI game over. <laughs> All right. We just have scores going every which way. Walling has fallen into third place. He has 200. Kells with the bet of zero kept himself at 230. And Marcus has regained the lead with his large wager. He is at 285. Heading into question five in the category of 1984. In 1984, what relief pitcher became only the third player ever to win the Cy Young Award, the MVP, and the World Series title all in the same season? No one has done it since. We're checking. Kells with the quick check-in. I am also going to check in. Marcus with a fairly quick check-in. Walling, what you got? I think I know this one. Uh, there is one guy, so that's the year the Tigers won, um, if I remember right, and they had a guy who had, was the Cy Young and the MVP that year, and since Tigers won the World Series, that kind of, um, works together, and I don't remember if his first name is Willie or something, I think it's Willie Hernandez, I'm gonna check in safely, with Hernandez, but I'm pretty sure it's Willie Hernandez uh, for 100 points. Okay, and Marcus? Well, I bet very small on this. Not zero, but I did bet small, so I wasn't going to waste my time trying to figure it out. But I, um, when I think of uh, dominant relief pitchers in that era, I just checked in with Dennis Eckersley for seven points. <laughs> and kills. Uh I, sh I should have went big bucks, no whammies on this one. It is Willie Hernandez, but I only wagered 25 points. 
Well, two of you will be getting your points. The correct answer is indeed Willie Hernandez. Hernandez pitched 140 and a third innings, appearing in 80 games. Uh, he had a record of nine and three, had 32 saves, and had an ERA of 1.92. Sandy Koufax was the first to accomplish this feat in 1963, and Denny McLean was second in 1968. Ooh. So uh, you just don't see workhorses like that anymore. 80 games. No, 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 no. All right. So the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Unfortunately, Kells, even though he had that last answer, didn't go big enough. He's unfortunately finishing third with 255 points. Coming in second is Marcus with 278 points. And our clipboard captain of the game, who is receiving the coveted Gino Toretta Award with a score of 300, is Eric Walling. Only because I bet a lot on a baseball question. <laughs> it's like I knew I, I knew have a baseball you would. question. I knew you would. I had a feeling. It's like I gotta go all in on this one. Should have bet uh, the house on Carl Malone. <laughs> if I don't know it's gonna be somebody dumb for the NBA one, I should have. I should have put the house on. We wouldn't even be having this discussion if I didn't pick Peyton Manning. I got Nick Foles. You got the the difficult half of that. Yeah, you got the difficult half. Well, Kels, thank you for uh, coming on solo. I know that you were planning to have a teammate. Um, uh, hope tell Davo we hope everything's everything's well and he's he's doing okay. And we'll we'll get you guys back on as as a tag team again um, at some point. And uh, one of these times, we're gonna get you a W. I, I, we oh, will. Man. I mean, and if it means oh. that you have to play against like me and. Uh, I need to earn this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <sighs> For, for those of you listeners, that was a championship belt that was uh, shown to the camera. On that, a uh, belt holds up your pants. It's a title, damn it. Here it is, Majestic. Kels, you got anything you'd like to say uh, before we call it Before we call it a day? I broke him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, once again, thanks for having me on, man. I love this show. Yeah, yeah. Y'all do amazing work every week. Uh, yeah. As far as winning, uh, Next time, He-Man. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you get a chance, come on over to Brain Ladle. We serve up that hot, delicious trivia minutia. You know, bring your bowl. We'll scoop it out. Have fun. Learn and grow with us. That's all I got. Absolutely. Check check out the Brain Ladle trivia podcast. And uh, Marcus, you got anything else you want to say before we go? Oh man, I I need to get better at missing link cat cat uh, like the actual questions because I feel like I do a really good job of sussing out the the theme, but I always do terrible in the round. Like I'm always like two for five, and then I get the theme, and I'm like it's just terrible. But uh, Kels, it was good to meet you. I've like I've obviously listened, and this is the first time we got to be on. And as a fellow wrestling fan, I love that. I, obviously, it's it's always fun talking nerdy about that type of stuff but this was a lot of fun and uh you know shout out to the phil mary doherty that's for you You caught it golden take caught it clean how about that (laughs) indisputable and wally how about you uh this is fun Uh, my ghost points i would have won by a bunch just so you guys know (laughs) the game i was playing over here i was up by like 200 so it was never a doubt and 
my game. But this is this is really fun. I, I had a lot of laughs, uh, and I feel kind of dirty winning, but I'll take a W where I get a W. So. <laughs> Hey, just you, you had the right points on the right question. You, you, were, in, you were fine. In this first tro- Major League Baseball question all day, I'm going to bet as much <laughs> as I can. On See, ba- basically what happened, what happened is is Kells came off the top, hit me with a frog splash. He went for the cover. Walling <laughs> slides in. He was on the outside, and he threw he threw Kells out of the ring and rolled me up. I did I grab I grabbed Kells by the leg and I slid him <laughs> off the apron and I rolled over and I called the referee. Yeah, come here, quick, quick. His manager his, held my leg. I yeah, can't get exactly. Back in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was down. All right. Well, uh, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me today, and I'll leave you with our typical thought of thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, and until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. Sports gambling helps. <laughs> that ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP.